theoretically possible. Why waste time? It doesn't make any sense. Discovery Houston, press to ATO. Here we are again, having another wonderful conversation. This one's, honestly, five minutes ago, I had a different idea of what we were going to talk about, but then, honestly, surprise knocked at our door, and now I just feel like it's important to talk in real time about real vibes, real vibes of understanding how beautiful it can be when people go above and beyond, and how spectacular it can be when expectations are lower than reality and then er, and then when it comes through you're like holy crap this is amazing like, yeah you know expectations are something i just i want to keep on diving into because i do think that it for better or for worse plays a a, a, a significant role in the way that we live life yeah well said i really agree with what you just said especially we've had we have a whole episode i think about happiness equals uh, expectations over reality, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And this time we we are kind of talking a little bit about reality minus expectations. Yeah. That's just another equation, right? So we're just going to put that out there. But I like that equation a lot, by the way. I always felt like multiplication division is a little bit more complicated. Yeah. And if you're trying to simplify it, yeah, why can't you just say it in a subtraction format right? versus I, division? Like, oh, now i got to do ratios. I totally agree. So for example, say I'm going on a hike, I'm going to go bird watching. All right, baby's going bird watching. I love bird watching. So I'm going on this hike specifically because I know there are a lot of different species in the area. So my Mm -hmm. expectations of bird watching on this hike are really high. Okay. So let's say my expectations are a 10. Yeah, so like you're expecting to see the most exotic, most colorful birds. So your expectations are extremely high. Exactly. Then you go, and maybe you don't see that bird that you were hoping to see. And now you're reality is it was a five you saw some good birds i'm sure you saw some great birds but you didn't see the most amazing bird of all time and therefore your reality was it was a five so then if you go five minus ten you get negative five and i would actually say that zero is neutral whereas if it's a negative number it's like disappointment it's right. negative feelings and if it's a positive number up to 10 that's going to be the happiness so the goal is to be in the positive realm Mm. and ideally you want to be in the higher numbers of the positive realm so like i would say it's actually kind of irrational to think that you're going to get 10 positive most of the time because that's saying that your expectation is zero you know and then your reality was it was a 10 so you had zero expectation with it i think that's too much so maybe the perfect little spot is maybe i don't know what what do you think like an eight seven i'd say anything between three and eight is amazing yeah you know and so if you just keep that little balance right there where you know you you should have expectations everyone should have expectations but not setting them so high that the likelihood of you getting that especially when something out of your control too yes yes then that's where it quickly can can be a big downfall and all of a sudden you're in the negatives and you're like damn it man i can't be present and appreciate these beautiful other birds yeah. because i came in with this expectation of what it should be like right expectations are hard in business is the same freaking thing you know yeah. if you're gonna be proposing that it's the best of the best and then people click on it and it's like no this is not what i was hoping for yeah. 
the disappointments like like expectations reality same with clickbait and everything yeah. everything is kind of in this whole realm of it yeah that's a really good point i would say that with expectations they're kind of a tricky thing because you do want to have some expect because expectations can exist in lots of different contexts right so yeah. you have your expectations for yourself so i expect myself to perform at this level right mm-hmm. so that's kind of more internal something that maybe is a little bit more akin to your own standards mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. um but giving yourself some flexibility with your own expectations out of yourself doesn't like does not necessarily mean that you're lowering your expectations of your own abilities exactly but yeah. it's 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 really just saying you know what if i don't perform to this peak i'll still love myself and i yeah, know i'm still don't good beat at it. yourself up about it right you know if you if you fall short of what your goal was exactly but at the same time i do think it is really beneficial to push yourself to go further. I agree. And I think you just need to do it in a healthy way. I think when mm-hmm. it comes to expectations within your, of yourself, like you said, that negative bad talk to yourself because you didn't do it, that you didn't reach your own expectations. Mm-hmm. That's probably the most unhealthy thing that you can do for yourself in terms of, you know, growth mentality and really progressing as a person, right? Mm-hmm. And so, but then there's also expectations out of other people, right? And so that's when we're talking about other people, other companies, well, other... Yeah, nature. <laughs> yeah, you know, like in too. your story yeah. of the bird, like that's out of your control. Yeah. So anything that's outside of your own internalness expectations is pretty much out of your control. Really. So it's probably better to keep those expectations lower because yeah. it doesn't, you, you can't adjust it. I mean, you could try to like, let's try to take the bird one further. You're not seeing that bird. Okay. I'm going to go off the, the trail hike and I'm going to go into the jungle and I'm going to just keep on looking and looking and looking. And maybe you'll find it, but at the same time, I don't know, you still might not find it. And then it was like you did all that extra work and it was something that honestly you didn't have control of in the beginning. Exactly. Well, and what's interesting about this whole equation too is to me, when I really reflect on some of the most amazing experiences, some of the most fun evenings, nights, anything that we've experienced, it's usually happened when there was little to no expectations from Mm, us of not, of, of just okay, yeah, we're here for it, but we don't really know what to expect. We're just kind of here to experience right now, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. And so I think about like the Steve Aoki story, which if you're interested in learning about the most epic Steve Aoki concert experience <laughs> that we've had on a private beach in Nicaragua, tune in. That's an episode we published, I think a month yeah. ago or so. And our expectations were pretty low. Yeah, they were low. I mean, it was, okay, there's a private beach. We like Steve Aoki. Um, had no expectations, didn't know any of the other DJs that were playing before him, did not expect us to get any sort of VIP special treatment. We were in Nicaragua. We were getting on chicken buses to go down there. You know, like Mm -hmm. there was, it was very, it was relatively low, but we were just there for it, you know? And I think when I really reflect on some of the best experiences, whether they're domestic here in the United States or abroad, Mm -hmm. a lot of it has to do with the surprise. Maybe Mm. that has a little bit to do with it as well is when you lower your expectations, I wouldn't say that you're lowering your standards. I would say that you're almost in a weird way, you're being optimistically rational about your own expectations, right? Where, because if you lower your own expectations, you could be pleasantly surprised. Yeah. Maybe you're being a little bit more realistic, but I do think that it is important to uh, emphasize the difference between your own personal expectations and something that you have control over versus expectations in someone else or something else that you have no control yeah. over. And that's where this, I, like one part of this conversation is built on the idea of going above and beyond. And so when it comes to business uh, interactions with customers, yeah, 
the customer, if they go in, like if, if, if what the business can control is they can set the expectations at a manageable level. Right. You got to have them, you got to set it up so that the customer understands the value of working with this company. Right. So there is a definite need for an expectation on the customer, but you don't want them to go into the restaurant thinking this is going to be the most amazing meal ever when if it's not that you're going to get the worst reviews and it might be amazing food. So for example, if you're saying this is the most amazing food ever come eat here, you'll never have anything better than that guaranteed. And then they go in and it's really, really good food, but it's not that good of food. They're going to give it a lower review than someone who you, I mean, you could be freaking Chick-fil-A and the expectation was, oh, it's just a chicken sandwich. But you managed the expectation yeah. right so that the customer goes in expecting this. And then maybe they were surprised with the incredible customer service you get at Chick-fil-A compared to other fast food restaurants. Yeah. So trying to play around with that is an interesting thing. And I don't know if going above and beyond, like for me working at Disney, that was Buzz Lightyear's thing. And that's yeah. what they embedded into us at Disney University. But I do think like that's something that all businesses are constantly playing with of how do I make it so that I'm providing beyond what they expect. Yeah. And therefore their attachment with this company is way better than what it was prior or what it could have been if I set the the bar too high. You know what I mean? hundred percent. Yeah. I think especially in terms of businesses, when you get up in terms of luxury level, high end, you're paying, people are paying a lot of money for this product, for this experience, for this hotel, whatever it is for first class. And it does not, because there's a value there in in that trade off, right? They're, They're willing to spend a lot more money to get more value. And so therefore the expectation is higher. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you always make sure that the the service is at that level or the yeah. product is at that level? It gets, it gets more and more difficult. I think, especially when people pay more. And I, I know that I've, we've both experienced things where we had the opportunity to, you know, try a really, really expensive glass of, I don't know, wine or something like that. <laughs> and I tasted it. I'm like, you know what? that's nice, but I don't know if I would actually pay that much money if I had it, you know? But I, I, I think that another interesting thing is even as we're working, right. Um, this kind of goes back more internal, but it also is external as well. So in work or when you're servicing clients, like say you're a consultant, you're servicing Mm -hmm. clients or you are a company and you're a B2B or whatever. I think that one of the biggest things that I've learned in probably the last five no, I would say this is definitely something I learned in college, but it's definitely become more emphasized, I think, in later on in my life is hmm. the importance of under-promising and over-performing. And that has hmm. a lot to do with this as well. Is that the exact same thing as going above and beyond? Perhaps, because well, I think what the one thing that I know I um, used to do early on, I've been working on this a lot, is not saying yes to things because I feel bad for saying no, right? Hmm. So I've been a lot better at setting boundaries and saying no to certain things as opposed to taking it all on and trying to and overwhelming myself that was mm. something i definitely learned during my doctorate program there's pros was, and cons to that there are but the, the thing that i i mean it burnt out it was like i was teaching we were doing the doctorate program we were still doing life out of the box we were also working on the side it was like a lot of stuff right yeah. something's got to give something's got to give right at some point but then the thing that bothered me the most i think more than anything else you know in terms of what i was spending my time on because i was we were so busy all the time was 
whenever I felt that I had overpromised and underperformed. So I really avoid that at all costs now. Like mm. I really don't want to overpromise and underperform. To me, that's I know that's not who I am. That's not the potential that I can provide in whatever I'm working on. So if I can, you know, use whatever agency, you know, we don't we can't control everything, but whatever I can use in terms of putting boundaries of saying, no, I can't do this right now because I don't have the time that I know is required to be able to do this to the best of my abilities. Mm -hmm. And I think when you say something like that, like that's something about where you're intentionally setting expectations again for other people and for yourself, because you want to hold yourself up to a a certain standard, right? So you're not lowering your own expectations of what you could actually, how you could perform. It's others. It's for others. It's managing. Exactly. But what I'm curious about, and I'm not sure if this changes for every single person or if it's specific to each person so like this is a question specifically to you so you can answer in whichever format you want but when it comes to managing others expectations you gotta the management part is is very uh it's a bit blurry once again because you can't lower your own skills and abilities to a degree where they're like you know what If, if 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 you can't do it that's fine. I'll find someone else who can, you know, yeah. where like if you're, if you end up lowering it too much and then if, if another person comes in and says, dude, I'll do that. I'll do four times more in half the time. And so then they'll always go and hire that person. You know right. what I'm saying? So where is this magical realm of managing it in a way that they're like, okay, I think that guy was actually way too optimistic. And I think this person was, uh, doesn't have the uh, skills and ability to complete the job. This person's just right. Mm. And it's still at a lower level of expectations than what the performance is going to be. Mm. So you're going to perform above that, but it's enough that it's, it's, it's managed in a right way where it's, it's not that you're incapable of achieving the goal. And it, you know what I mean? So yeah. how do you, how do you figure where that gray area is and when you need to give a little bit more and a little bit less and, you know, is it, is it on a per basis type of situation? Yeah, it is hard to, it, it's hard to generalize that question, but I think mm-hmm. that it's a good one. It, it might depend on the context of the situation. It also, I think, has a lot to do with what is the value of your time? Like, what are you happy to be spending your time on and why? Is this going to, by doing this at this price and saying, I'm going to do it in half the time, why are you doing that? Is it because you just really need the money or is it mm. because you are really wanting to learn and you just need more stuff in your portfolio, right? In order to take yourself to the next level. Well, there's getting a, complicated quick. Well, I think that there's a lot of nuance in that in general. Um, it is difficult to, to find the balance, but at the end of the day, I think that it comes through experience. I think it really mm. has a lot to do with it's a Previous lot of performance. Yeah. It's a lot of trial and error and it's a lot of experience, right? So, so even when I'm thinking about, the amount of time that I used to, when it's like when you learn something, there it, there's kind of a steep learning curve at the initial phase, right? Like you're tr- you're learning how to edit videos. This is not easy. I feel like I'm just figuring this all out. This is taking so long. Your first video takes like six, eight hours to edit. All right, cool. Well, in a hundred days from now, you're probably going to get a lot faster at that, right? Mm-hmm. And so by by that, you're seeing yourself your your expectations kind of increase, increase over time. Um, and then what do you want to do with that? I think is a big question mm. as well. And how how high do you want to go? Do you want to become the best video expert in this field on this specific topic? Mm. Or do you want to kind of 
pivot and use your skills to be able to edit for documentaries for National Geographic, mm. right? Like, what so are it's the like different? Picking your lane, a little bit of specialization too. A little bit, but I think that it's okay to be general, be a generalist as well. I just think that in terms of how you find that balance of, because I, I know I remember saying, you know, if I don't get this done in this amount of time, then it is probably better for someone else to do this faster, right? right yeah. But if they're okay with me learning in this period of time, mm. and I want, I'm not going to, I'm not going to charge in the same amount that someone would mm. charge them if they got this done in half the time. Yeah, I understand that. Yeah, I, because I, they're they're kind of betting on me. Right. Yeah. Um, that's a, a good. That's an interesting phase of your experience, right? And so, but then there's got to be a time where that changes. This is way more complicated than I actually thought it would be. So I here, I want to try to simplify one aspect of it because you did bring up a great point of your prior performance sets the expectation as well. There's a reason why people go and pay the most amount of money for a game with LeBron James in it. And it's because his past performance has demonstra- demonstrated that he is in the NBA, I don't think this is debatable. He's one of the best of the best, right? So your prior performance sets an expectation that maybe you have no control of. But what if you're you, there's no expectation? Like you just met someone, and now you're trying to figure out how do I balance this expectation when maybe you're helping them with a project or you're working on something where you can manage it. They don't have an expectation of you. And what is the best kind of route for you to, I mean, you know, try to, I just want to get your almost like, I don't want to say surface level, but like, what is a good way of approaching this so that it is managed well, but not too low? I think yeah. that's really what I'm getting at. Yeah, so I don't how want do you, too low. Yeah, how do you exceed others' expectations as well? Is that part of the question? Yes, how do you question? exceed others' expectations by setting the bar low but not too low? So mm. where do you? how do you know when you're setting it too low and how do you know when you're just putting it right in that magical place where they're like, you're my person? Yeah. And then, and then you outperform and then they're like, whoa, that person stood out like crazy. Yeah. So that's the part. Yeah, it's, it's definitely not the expectations too high. It's like expectation is low but how low can you go no it's not can you go but how low should you go yeah really yeah well i think that it also i mean it really does depend on unfortunately in a lot of situations like what your past experience like you said is and what your title is in a lot of situations and okay to me i think a lot of times when you have one of the things that you can do is like i always say i always said this to my students like take an internship if it's your dream internship and you're not getting paid figure out how to make that work because if you can figure out how to make that work you can shine bright and no one has a like they just think you're an intern that's interesting like grabbing the coffee but so, you can be so much more so the title if you have a title it, there's an advantage to having a lower level title yeah sometimes i do believe that i think that's a lot of sense you know it kind of goes back to our conversation that we had the other day about you know there's power in being underestimated that mm, if people are underestimating you just because oh you're just a volunteer or you're just an intern or whatever well geez you've got the potential to really blow people out of the park yeah, now, if you can go this- that much further than someone who's already second from the top Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, or if you're the CEO, like there's a high expectation. You're getting paid really well. You're in Mm -hmm. this position of power and you better perform. And if you don't, you're out, you know? So I think, but that's not to say that people shouldn't continue to strive. I think just at relatively different levels in life, 
wherever you find yourself. Yeah. If you're in a lower position, just see that as not just, oh, I'm just a peon. I'm just like nobody, whatever. Mm-hmm. No, that is your, that is a really That's fantastic opportunity. opportunity. Right. Yeah. There's a lot more to go up. Well, I think the one factor that we both agree on is the actual performance itself. It always needs to be at the highest level that you're fully capable of doing. Yeah. And there's no question that you should put in. Le- it's not like we're saying something like make the expectations low and then only do a little bit so that they're like kind of gradually being odd. No, no. You bust your little booty off. That's the yeah. one fact variable that does not change at all. Yeah. But the, the, the playing room is where do you, how can you control setting that bar? And it is set up for you in some ways when you're given a title like an intern. Right. Or you're given a title like a VP. That's almost your disadvantage. Yeah. But in the situation of you being able to play around with it, maybe they don't know your title. They yeah. just see you. Yeah. And your interactions how how does one manage that Mm. or do you just ignore the expectation you just do your thing i think that you just hold yourself to the standard that you would expect regardless of what position you have i mean to me this Mm. is this also goes back to treat everyone with kindness no matter who they are whether the janitor you don't know who you're talking to regardless like if if you're as kind to the janitor as you are to the ceo you've got no problem there right everyone's being treated with the same level of respect and kindness and i think that that is one way to kind of put yourself above and beyond. And I'll say like little things too, where I think these days, I mean, so many people, when you're in a networking event or you're in a business situation or whatever, or you meet a friend or you meet someone or whatever, like out there as we're all emerging out and being social again, mm-hmm. you know, when someone says, oh yeah, like I'll follow up with you. Like I would love to talk with you afterwards. Let's stay in touch. Let's stay connected. And the expectation that I usually have is no, they're not going to do that. But, oh. but what I'm going to do <laughs> is exceed their expectations of thinking that I'm not going to do that either. Cause I think that there is an overall expectation of regardless of who, like, I mean, obviously if it's the person, a person's like, Hey, I want to, I want to give you a job or whatever, like you yeah. better follow up on that. But some people don't. And now I'll never forget the idea of thank you notes. Like I remember when I got through my, my second phase of my dissertation, I wrote my entire advisory board, all, all of my advisors, a thank you note and a personal mm. thank you note in their own way. And they were blown away. They're like, we never get cards. Yeah. And whenever I got a card, I got like a few cards from students at the end of um, the semester. And I was like blown away. I was like, I, kids actually are still writing cards. This is amazing. You know, yeah. you it, think that it's just as informal my, as just messaging. My wife was blown away with a thank you card. Yeah. I but mean, that's it's, low expectation. It is, <laughs> but it's, it's a simple standard way. That honestly hasn't really changed even well, since our grandparents' era of just like following up. If you say you're going to do something, do it. Yeah, it inevitably requires more work than a thank you email. Yes. You know, so I guess that that does demonstrate like some actual action, like effort was right. put into it well, to you, some degree. You think about how many emails you get on a daily basis. Right. Less memorable thank you email than a yeah. physical one, even if you take it in you. I don't know. Most people put it on their desk for a minute at least you know yeah so that that's an interesting one because that kind of translates to how this whole idea came up you you in a in a weird sense you had some interaction where they were very grateful for all of your like hard work and they said i believe they said i'm gonna send you like a gift of appreciation and did they just say i'll send you a t-shirt or something yeah they basically yeah afterwards they were so nice and I, i really tried my best to do 
to the like, to go above and beyond of what they were actually That's expecting. That's just who you are. Yeah, it is. It's definitely intrinsically and, tied with both of us. I think internally. And I, I don't think it was going above and beyond of what they were expecting. No. I just think it was your natural sense of I'm just going to when I work, I work. Yeah. You know, like and this is my game. Yeah, you know? exactly. Well, and I and I did spend quite a bit of time with them and, and to just make sure that it got done the right way, right? Because you could let go of something early on and then it ends up kind of messing the whole thing up. So you have to mm-hmm. also follow through. I think follow through is a really big thing. So yeah, they were so kind and so appreciative um, where, you know, obviously for me, I was just doing my job. I felt like that's all I was doing, but they were really nice. And they said, yeah, why don't you just, you and your husband, just send me your, your t-shirt size and um, we'll just send you like a little, you know, t-shirt gift of appreciation. Which is really nice. Which is like, I did not expect that. A lot more I, than a thank you card. I mean, a lot more than a thank you card, a lot more than, you know, an email. And we are still doing all of those things too. But to send us something that is, a, you know, actually pretty, it's a really cool company too. Yeah. So they, I didn't expect it. I actually woke up the other day thinking like, oh yeah, I remember they said that, but you know, it's no big deal. Definitely yeah. no big deal at you all. You kept your own personal expectation very low. I did. Lower than what they even said. Yeah, That's exactly. interesting. You adjusted it. So then surprise, ding dong, knock, knock. Literally just before we recorded this, it came through and oh my God, overwhelmingly generous. Like this package is way more than I could, I would have ever expected anyone to send <laughs> it me. is pretty crazy yeah and they said it was like gift wrapped yeah. first off which i didn't expect that. those little touches those yeah. little those are like the disney touches you know for the vip the disney touches. they are they're like you know th- we were both trained at high levels of hospitality and i mm-hmm. think that we both really appreciate follow through and really good service but this mm-hmm. was not something that was required of them this was something no. that they did they went out of their way to show appreciation and they, so you didn't just get a t-shirt. No, we got, I, and they sent us both stuff. Like yeah, they like sent multiple us multiple shirts, backpacks, sweatshirts, like some electronic equipment. I was just like, what the hell is no, going it's on, honey? so generous. And, and to me, it just blows me away and I can't wait to figure out how to thank them. So yeah. in this, like we're bringing this into real life. How does this make you perceive that individual who said that to you? Like, I'm going to give you a t-shirt or, and, or maybe even more so important, how does it make you perceive that company? Yeah, that's a really good question. Go ahead. Uh, honestly, I, I, I'm blown away. I think that the way that <laughs> I perceive her is when she says something, she'll do it. Yeah. And I think that it, with this company, that probably is very intrinsic to their ethos. I actually know that for sure. But mm. to, to, to see it in a, such a personal way through just human interaction, mm-hmm. I think, you know, the core uh, of a lot of the values that you and I have are, mm-hmm. is trust, transparency, mm-hmm. honesty, follow through with your promises, mm-hmm. right? And um, be authentic, right? Where <laughs> they, I, I really could have never, ever heard from her ever again. And it would have been just fine. But now I totally see this company and I see her and all the people that I was able to help with the company with her in a whole new way where I feel like, look, if they say something, if they say they're going to do something, I, I can, I can trust that they will. And I Mm. think if you really do, that's power. Yeah. It's really powerful actually that they accomplish that with honestly to accomplish that requires normally a lot of effort, a lot of work long-term over time that's earned. They kind of just skyrocketed to that position in your perspective. In my perspective, they did. And Damn. and and honestly, I've been following them ever since I, I encountered them. I mean, even before I kind of knew the, about the company. But 
ever since I have it. And it's just, it's such a fascinating company and you just don't know. I mean, a a company is more difficult to connect with than a human being. Mm -hmm. And so I think the opportunity that I had to be able to connect with the humans behind the company and to genuinely say, based on my experience, you know, not just with the company, but with the people who are at the helm of where this is going and how it's going to evolve. Mm -hmm. I'm really very optimistic, Mm. very bullish on them. I wonder if it like, in a weird way, I wonder if the this situation now makes your expectations skyrocket because they've exceeded your expectations beyond what you expected. Yeah. Well, I think that in terms of my expectations of the company, I also am probably you and I are both uniquely um, equipped with understanding how startups, entrepreneurship, businesses, and markets all evolve, right? Yeah, so yeah. there are certain things that are kind of out of one's company's control, but I think that when you understand and you know the people at the helm and they're good people mm-hmm. and you know that they're they're going to do what they say they're going to do. Yeah. That is a paramount thing to really fully understand. So if anything, I'll be cheering for them the whole time. Mm, I will I'll definitely be cheering for them. I'm not saying like this is, I'm not going to go in and advertise. This is the best of the best, no. but yeah, I'm, I'm definitely going to be cheering for them. Right. And I'll, so, I'll share that with other people too, if they ask. So here's, uh, we'll just end this with bringing it back to the equation. What was your expectations that were set when they said, you know, I really appreciate all of your hard work. I'm going to send you a t-shirt. What number was that on the 10 scale? And then mm-hmm. what was the reality number as well? Well, I was so, it was almost shocking when she said that, like she was very, very kind and generous. So it immediately made me feel like, wow, that's, already going above and beyond what I did, what I think I did. Mm. Um, and so my expectation was still very low. I would say it was probably like a three. Like I didn't mm. expect her to actually send it, but she yeah. did ask me for our well, address. You didn't expect her to even say it. I definitely didn't. Yeah. So then I was just doing my job. So it was pretty low. And then you go to reality and what did you feel? I mean, I was blown away. So I, what was your number today? Yeah. I mean, my, the reality is like a 10. Wow. Yeah. So positive seven. Yeah, that was a really amazing Good job, company. <laughs> <laughs> I know. And the and I really do think, you know, it, it just shows a lot when you follow through and you make good on your promises. There's a lot of great lessons in it. There's you so know, many. I feel I feel like it taught us the importance of keeping this ratio in our brain when yeah. we're interacting with others in business, in life. Yeah. In love. Yeah. It's all in there. That's interesting. That was been yeah. fun. Yeah, she's a good human and they are good people. So I feel grateful to have gotten to know them. And just honestly, thinking about the future, if I encounter someone and I have the ability to, you know, exceed their expectations in this way as a thank you, I, I do a pre, I have a whole new understanding of the value of how much that is, mm. how much that means to someone. That's making me think hard. Too. That's good. So. All right. Well, we will continue to tell you about our brain as we're figuring out life and how we can succeed and continue to succeed with all of our wonderful friends. That's right. We look forward to talking with you tomorrow. We'll talk to you then. Bye. Bye. Thank you.
sound.